0: This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. I go to the Church of the Surf every Sunday. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. And ride the wild surfing waves in Ventura. I just love it. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Those are the sandals. That's the theme from my favorite movie, The Endless Summer. I got to take care of Bruce Brown. Hurt his shoulder. That actually put his shoulder back together for him. Got a highlight in my life to be able to take care of that guy. He discovered this group and had them do the soundtrack for the movie, The Endless Summer. Yesterday, I did a very interesting shoulder surgery amongst the five big cases that I did. Because the diagnosis was that of a frozen shoulder. The fancy word is adhesive capsulitis. The clapper vision is that beautiful ball and socket joint that makes up your shoulder, it's the most mobile joint in the body. 180 degrees of movement. Lift your arm way above your head. 17 different muscles attached to the shoulder blade. It's like the ultimate puppeteer. All those strings attaching to all those different limbs so the puppeteer can make the puppet move. That's what your muscles and tendons look like. But very commonly, more so than you think, you get a bone spur in your shoulder. You get older. And you don't want to move your shoulder. Well, if you stop moving it, it freezes up. And the Clapper vision is that vacuum pack. I used to love those green giant broccoli with cheddar cheese. My wife would shoot me if she heard, she heard me saying this. Clapper. You're going to eat frozen vegetables? I love that. You know, canned vegetables, frozen vegetables. Listen, this is what I ate growing up. Dr. Clapper. But they vacuum-pack the Jolly Green Giant. That broccoli with that cheddar cheese. Oh, my God. I'm sure it's not cheese. I'm sure it's like Velveeta. It's just yellow goo. But let me tell you, you want a great Philly cheesesteak? You don't want real cheese on it. You want that yellow goo. And if you go to Philadelphia like I did just to get a cheesesteak, literally the cheese is in a... It looks like yellow paint can. Like a big... Like you're going to paint your house... That they literally use the same screwdriver to take the top off of the paint can and it's this yellow goo. They could paint the road, the like the the yellow line between the lanes with the same stuff, you wouldn't know. Hello there. And they have a wooden stick that they use, you know, to stir up the paint. That wooden stick you get at the paint store? This is what they had at the cheesesteak place I went to. Stirring up the yellow cheese, and it would stick to the wooden stick. So they put the cheese, I mean the they grill the meat and the onions, put it in that beautiful Philadelphia roll. They take the wooden stick, they put it in the yellow paint can, and they put it right on top of that cheese. God knows what it is. It smells so good. But well, let me tell you something. You put that Philly cheesesteak from Philadelphia in your mouth, forget about it. It's a reason to fly to Philadelphia, even with COVID. <laughs> My mouth is watering already just thinking about it. Let's get back to the operating room, though. Frozen shoulder vacuum seal all of a sudden that mobility of your shoulder just shrinks the capsule shrinks you cannot move it get maybe 30 degrees can't even touch your nose yeah you go to therapy and you know oftentimes that can be helpful but if it's a really bad case of adhesive capsulitis frozen shoulder it ain't gonna get better with physical therapy and then you have to go to an orthopedic surgeon like me and so under anesthesia with muscle relaxation First, you lie down on the operating room table, and then you position the patient, and we call it a beach chair position, 90 degrees of hip flexion. You're pretty much sitting up. That's how I like to do it. Some surgeons like to do shoulder surgery with you lying on your side. I don't like that. I like it when you're sitting up, and you're asleep, by the way. And then I will take my hand and literally stabilize the top of your shoulder and feel the acromion, the spine of the scapula, hold it down, and gently pop, 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 break up the adhesions. It's called a closed manipulation under anesthesia. And break all that scar up without operating on you, just moving it. You got to be careful, though, because you can break someone's arm if you're too aggressive. And that's the judgment that comes. And it comes with time. It's a real shame when an older doctor retires because what they take with them ain't in the book. That judgment, how far do you push? How quickly do you do the manipulation? Ah, that takes time. Experience. Whatever you do for a living, you get a sixth sense after you do it 10,000 times. Well, when you're a surgeon, you get this intimate relationship with how the body works, and it's a beautiful thing. The problem with frozen shoulders for me is once I manipulate and get all the motion back, if I then just wake them up and let them go home, it's going to come back again i got to go after what caused the problem to begin with. So what I do is arthroscope the shoulder and go into the ball and socket joint. And more importantly, then I go where the rotator cuff lives, below the acromion, the subacromial space where the bursa is, that fluid-filled sac that lubricates the joint. And what you find in that area of the shoulder is a big bone spur. looks like a tooth. It's like going into a cave a stalactite you know how that drip of rock comes down it could hit you in the head that's exactly what it looks like it's a spike of bone that comes down fancy word is called an osteophyte in latin osteo means bone and fight means a spike it's an osteophyte that's coming down north south and it's sharp if you stick your rubber glove in there it'll cut your rubber glove they're sharp but the elegance of using the arthroscope, literally puncture wounds, you can do this. And you're looking up at a TV screen. It's like Fantastic Voyage, that old TV show, inside the joint. You don't have to open someone's shoulder up like we used to. You can do it all percutaneously. And you see that red, swollen bursa. Almost, uh, here's a clapper vision. It's like you got poked in the eye. Clapper vision. It's red, it's swollen. Well, that's what the inside of your shoulder looks like. When you have a bursitis, it's kind of like a bloodshot eye. You vacuum away, but it bleeds. bleeds a lot, and then you can't see. So you have to be careful to use a laser, an electrocautery-type device, which cauterizes the rich redness, and it makes it not bleed. And then lo and behold, there it is, that tooth, that osteophyte, that spur. This is why I love sculpting, because guess what I use Next. I use a tool that I would use in marble, a burr. God bless the guys at Arthrex. They make the best tools. I use an Arthrex burr, and I file down the spur and make it flat. I feel the the blood flowing through me, the son of a carpenter, as I'm doing something I watch my father do, filing down door. You know when the door gets warped, it sticks? You take the door off the hinges, turn it on its side, and you use that planer. I used to watch my father do that, and those beautiful curls of wood would come off the bottom of the, the wooden door. That's essentially what I see when I'm a surgeon. And if I told him this, he'd go, come on, Robbie, I'm a carpenter. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a surgeon. Stop saying it's like what I do. But he's wrong. It comes from watching him be so precise and careful of how he took millimeters off the bottom of the door because if you take too much off, Now you have a door that has a too big of a space. The wind can come through. The dirt can come through. More importantly, the water can come through. So you just have to take enough. Ah, that's the key. When is enough enough? That's why you got to ask a carpenter who's been doing it for 32 years like me or a plumber who's been doing it for 32 years like Vincent Laportio, my favorite plumber. This is the beauty of it.